0: You know, of course, that you're out of your jurisdiction. Personally, I think you're an idiot.
1: But the evidence
0: in the car. But
1: I was going into Toshi Station to pick up some power converters. Always oh, like to keep my audience riveted. Greetings, ladies and gentlemen, friends and fiends, and welcome to Free Range Idiocy, the podcast about everything, but mostly just the stuff we like. Last week we lost one of the titans of Hollywood. He was the perfect foil for the ultimate underdog, an action star, delivered dramatic gravitas, and had comedic timing to boot. He was an acting five tool player, ladies and gentlemen, with a million dollar smile. So we're here to honor the late, great Carl Weathers in this episode 151, Remembering the Master of Disaster. I am your Uncle Todd, and with me, as always, is the man who has been trying out Rocky's rope-a-dope strategy in his boxing lessons for the last year and has lost enough brain cells to be in danger of taking the lead in our Who's the Biggest Idiot office pool. He has been my partner in EDC for over two decades and should really consider wearing some headgear. I give you the man they call Tim. Greetings and salutations, my friend. How are you? You know, I'm doing all right for for the shape I'm in. <laughs> How about yourself? Dumpster fire or uh, half a dumpster fire? Yeah, I mean, it's a simmering dumpster fire. It's <laughs> you know, smoldering. Yeah. I've got some nice coals going, you know. It could spark up at any moment. <laughs> That's...
0: Oh, well, I hope it does not. I hope it stays uh, quiet and uh, without raging flames. So. Wow. <laughs> I'll drink with you. I shall drink with you as
1: well. And how are you doing, sir? That is the big question because you you have you oh. lead a jet setting, bougie lifestyle. So I always love to hear the updates on on said lifestyle.
0: Yeah, I'm 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 doing well. Uh, good, good. It was That's a it was a good. good weekend overall. Um, oh. Kind of started it on Thursday night with a little uh, dinner out in uh, downtown chi Town with uh, with my wife and uh, had, had a lovely dinner there. Uh, Friday we just kind of laid low. Just Took it easy, uh, mm-hmm. relaxed, uh, watched some TV, and uh, got a good night's sleep. And then uh, Saturday, uh, we were back at it with, uh, went to see Empire Strikes Back at the, uh, at, at the uh, Tivoli Theater in Downers Grove, Illinois. Uh, ah. Kind of an old theater, um, very, you know, just just very uh, different from what we have today with all the stadium seating and stuff like that. Uh, but went to see Empire Strikes Back, and, and let me tell you, sir, Two weeks ago, three weeks ago, we went to see Star Wars. It was mm. uh, just running that one movie that day a couple times, and uh, you know maybe a smattering of fifteen to twenty people
1: along with us there. Okay,
0: we go there uh, for Empire. And, and this how is big in, is this
1: theater? I mean, are we talking like under a um, hundred, couple hundred?
0: I want to say it could probably be over a hundred. It seems like a lot of seats. So a decent sized room. Yeah, yeah, very decent sized room. Maybe yeah, hundred, two hundred, maybe. It's it's pretty big. All right. And uh, they were running a a um, original trilogy marathon. So they started with Star Wars at like one ish. Um, Empire was like three forty five, four o'clock, and then they were going to do Return of the Jedi. I think six or six thirty, and and then ended nine. We only did Empire. Just wanted okay. to go for one. So we went there. So so we get there and we see a bunch of people exiting because I think Star Wars had just let out. We're like, all right, big crowds leaving. We go in there, and it is just, like, flooded with people. It is incredible. And uh, I, I, I got to tell you, about you know, 50% of them. Uh, mm-hmm. No, not 50%. I'd say about a quarter of them wearing fanny packs, some of them. <laughs> Others uh, dressed up in uh, some When some did the cosplay. fanny packs
1: start making a comeback? I want to know. I blame did... The Rock, which is going to uh... be a theme that we're going to get into later on. <laughs> you know, I'm A-OK with that so far. <laughs>
0: There's that one picture of him from back in the late '90s where he's just kind of like stand there looking suave, and which uh,
1: honestly, have you seen the 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 photo of Rhea Ripley? Uh, yes, replicating that. Yes, so, so good. Like even the eyebrow, the whole deal. Like another five tool player, Rhea Ripley, just there for you, whatever you need. You need you need someone scary, she's there. You need someone funny, she's there.
0: I, I and maybe you saw this today. I, I think this was on Instagram, but I saw this thing where. Uh, It was taken by a fan and she's backpedaling. You know, she just finished her match, has the title. She's just kind of looking toward the ring and a couple fans are like reaching out for her. Uh And she's walking, walking. And just all of a sudden she's like, I don't want to touch you. You know, and just like, and then just you see them jump and it was absolutely hysterical. Like, and then she just goes back to hugging the belt and has like devious grin on her face. I was like,
1: Oh, she's so good.
0: She knows how to work the crowd like nobody's business. And so. there's
1: a there's a couple of videos of her like you know scaring little kids in the front row, like yep. giving them a jump scare. Like not, really. you yep. can tell that like they're kind of like, like they kind of afterwards are like, oh my gosh, I just got scared by Rhea Ripley. Yes, you know, <laughs> it's and, just like kind of like a,
0: ah. And didn't she didn't she pull like a prank where she was like, she she got like knocked out outside of a ring and she was like messing with a fan's shoelaces or something like yes. that.
1: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. She's crazy. <laughs> she is so funny. Oh, and I I just appreciate the fact that it, it seems like you know outside of the ring persona she's kind of a geek yeah she's kind of a dork like i'm like you know what that's awesome yeah you get to like express all these different types of personalities and for fun and profit
0: and i did see i did not save it shoot i don't think i saved it i'll see if i can find it but i did at one point see on instagram she and i don't know if it's her boyfriend or her husband his name is buddy matthews he actually is uh, an eight. fiance A-W. now i believe fiance okay yeah um, Did you see the thing where they had uh, a gaming company, like custom made, like a traditional, like standing arcade video game with half of it? half of it was basically branded for Rhea Ripley and half of it was branded for him. And it was like all custom made for them and stuff. And
1: no, but it sounds just about right.
0: It, I mean, just, just for the nerd cred, he, boom, oh, yeah. you know,
1: boom. Oh yeah. But anyway, Anyways, so yeah, let's go back to so, your, your geekiness. So uh, we're at the Star movie Wars. theater.
0: We're at the uh, movie theater and, and the fanny you know, packs, you got 25% fanny packs, 25% percent cosplay, 25% greasy hair. And you got about 10% walking around with their play lightsabers, lighting them up here, there and everywhere. Which if you're going with a
1: Scott Steiner math adds up to about 135%. 66
0: and two-thirds percent chance is what that comes down (laughs) to. So we're wait so we have to actually wait in line at the concession stand. Now, mind you, in this day and age, I walk into a theater, we scan our tickets, we go up to the concession stand, maybe one, two people you're waiting for at most get our stuff we get to the theater we sit down we got like you know 15 10 15 minutes to just kind of soak it in before the movie starts off we go i'm standing in line in 20 plus years oh. i have not had to stand in line oh, do they not they, know who
1: i am exactly don't they know good don't Lord. they know
0: it gets worse <laughs> so not only do i have to stand in <laughs> line
1: God, I just love sitting here hearing your first world problems. It's awesome.
0: <laughs> Not only do I have to stand in line for the popcorn and, you know, whatever, but we go to our, you know, to to where our seats are and we get to our seats and we find there's sodas in the cup holders, there's a big vat of of popcorn sitting in the chair that I will be gracing with my presence. And so we're thinking like is there another couple here that thinks th- this is their seats and we got to have to have a discussion about this. So, we talked to the folks sitting behind. We're like, anyone sitting here? They're like, no, I haven't seen anyone. I'm like, all right. So, I just, so, they, they basically left their trash. They left. No one ever came back, but they left their trash for us to deal with. Please tell me you didn't ask for a manager. I almost did. <laughs> <laughs> and my first comment would be, do you know who I am? <laughs> I have
1: to introduce you as the man they call Karen. <laughs>
0: So anyways, we got settled in, but I got to tell you Empire in the Theater. You know, same as I said with Star Wars before. Oh my gosh, it, it and what stood out to me was just how how fast the movie went by. You know, mm-hmm. like that movie is just such a well-paced movie. It's got a good chase to it, it's got mm-hmm. good action to it. You're just absorbed in what's going on and uh yeah, it was it was wonderful. So afterwards, we were supposed to uh go out to dinner at a restaurant near where the theater was. We decide, you know what? No, we're gonna go to our favorite place at Dell's. Of course. So we went over there and uh we got a spot at the bar, pulled up, parking lot was full. We was like, Oh shoot, where are we gonna sit? We get there, there's our spot in the bar, wide open. We just sit down, had a nice conversation with Herman and the crew and uh off we went. Had some wonderful
1: pork Thank belly goodness. burnt ends. I'm so, to, I'm uh, shocked that it wasn't like Goodfellas and they didn't just like snap out another table for you like no. five or six guys coming all setting it up for you right in front of everybody else. Your food comes like everyone, well, what's going on?
0: I think someone spied us pulling up and they cleared out that area of the bar. They're like, no, no,
1: they actually here. kicked out two people from the Do bar. Do you know like, who's here? You got to leave. ba boom, there it is. Fat Tony and his and his <laughs> gangster wife are here. <laughs> Don't you know he controls half of Chicago? <laughs> Me and in his it's, head, it's in his this head show. Mark showing up,
0: <laughs> <laughs> walking in. doop, oop, oop, just for strikes back. But I had a wonderful Brussels sprouts cob salad with some chicken oh, I'm on. Sure oh, amazing! And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it was a wonderful, wonderful evening. Had a nice, relaxing Sunday, and uh, that's when his personal
1: chef comes in.
0: And here we are starting the does everything uh, for him the week. Yeah,
1: yeah absolutely.
0: <laughs> How was your weekend, sir? You are celebrating a milestone.
1: Yeah, made it around the sun one more time. There it is. Yeah. Um no, it was it was good. Uh I actually forgot we went out to a a restaurant, a fancy restaurant on Friday. And um did you was... have devil eggs? No. No, they didn't have devil eggs on the menu. I know. Heresy. Uh, Heresy. The only problem is when you go out to go out to eat when you're uh, gluten-free, it literally is you're rolling the dice. It's like every time like, "And oh, cross-contamination. Sorry. So that wasn't yeah. too fun uh, afterwards, but uh, you know, you you win, you lose. <laughs> hey, if you ever make it out here, my friend, okay,
0: and we go to Adele's Scratch Kitchen, they will make it exactly the way you need it for the dietary restrictions. They're, they're all about that. Okay, so, good, good just, to just know. Just letting you know,
1: they will take good care to know. Of you. I'll keep that in, in mind next time I'm stopping by Chicago. Um, yeah, and then the the big day was on Sunday. Uh, my wife uh, got me a very extravagant gift. Um, nice. I'm a big fan of the, of, uh, of the singer, songwriter, performer pink. I've wanted to see her in concert for several years because it looks like an amazing show. And mm. I, I, I just think she's a hell of a performer, a hell of a writer, a hell of a singer. And I've just never gotten tickets because either I'm too slow getting to the, you know, getting onto ticket bastard, um, and finding tickets. <laughs> or by the time I get to ticket bastard, uh, all the tickets are gone and I'm into the reselling ticket bastard's. And they're like, so stupid expensive. I'm like, no, I'm not spending that money. Yeah. And so um, she went out and got tickets um, that I would never have gotten for myself. Not only are we, we seeing uh, Pink at Gillette Stadium in Foxborough, Mass. We are on the floor. Nice. Uh, we're down on the field. And we are in one of the front sections. I believe it'll be kind of stage right. So the left side of the stage, if you're looking towards the stage, um, that'll be pretty freaking awesome. Um, and it'll be the three of us all going, so that'll be really cool. Nice, um, but yeah, overall, you know, pretty good weekend. Except for me just being, you know, grumpy old jerk. That's you know, but I'm, I'm just warming up to wait for my 60s. That's you know.
0: All right. Well, I, I have to ask: if you're going to be yes. on the field at Gillette Stadium, are you going to bring a little jar with you to to take a sample of of the soil that one Thomas Brady once marched upon many I'm a
1: time? Pretty sure them? they have turf. So I don't know if there's oh. any soil to be had. And they, they usually cover that up, Ah, uh, you know? Okay. All right. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, no. Not escaping. I, I shone to be doing that. Not yeah. creating a divot on the field is what you're saying. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I would prefer not to get booted out before Replace your start. divots. Yeah. So, uh, so that was my weekend. Nice. That was my weekend. Yes. Very nice. Yeah. Well, enjoy
0: that concert. When, when is that? Is that a summer show? Is that a fall show? Uh, yes, or... August. August
1: oh. 21st. 20 nice. something. Yeah.
0: Nice. Very cool.
1: Yeah, it'll be a good time. It'll be a good time. The best of times. Yes. Excellent. Um but now that we've uh we've kind of gone over our weeks and and bored all of our listeners to tears. Um we time for us to get into the weekend geek here. We got some uh a few things we need to. We need to, well not a few things. Uh we basically got <laughs> Yeah. You got some drama to back. We've got one thing to talk about, uh, and, and we're going to talk about here in The Week in Geek. The Week in I Geek. feels so funky. Mm-mm. So That's what do right. we got in this episode's Week in Geek, sir?
0: Well, sir, uh, this Week in Geek is going to be singularly focused on a particular event that happened this past Friday night
1: that has left... Shock waves rippling throughout the rustling universe, which are running into the other shock waves that have <laughs> that were running into the previous shock waves. <laughs> it's nothing but shock waves right now, and yet probably the source of all of these shock
0: waves are one Vincent Kennedy McMahon. <laughs>
1: but, yeah, which we we will not be talking about. We we were going uh, to, and then we both just realized it would be like an, a whole hour and a half of us just saying what a douche. And yeah. <laughs> Well, and, and we then, unfortunate for that.
0: And with the unfortunate passing of Carl Weathers, it's like, what do we want to give attention to? Someone who was a beacon of light throughout his life or someone who is a excrement of a human being. So, yeah,
1: well, yeah, there's jokes <clears throat> and connections to be made there, but we shan't. <laughs> oh, I didn't mean to make a pun out of that. Look at that. <laughs> I don't know if that counts as a pun, but it's, it's rather unfortunate in every it sense is. of the word. It is. Uh, yes, the what, event. Are we, what are we talking about here? Yes, sir. The event we are talking about
0: is the uh, surprising, somewhat shocking, some would say, Mm. uh, storyline development in uh, WWE where uh, Cody Rhodes uh, essentially uh, steps aside, um, has a moment with Roman Reigns in the middle of the ring when we assume he is going to declare his intentions to pursue the title that his father, Dusty, was robbed of. Uh, in in what a lot of people assumed would be the triumphant finishing of the story at WrestleMania 40, instead he uh, goes into a bit about how he had sought counsel and had talked to some some uh, long timers and past timers, and and he has decided that he is not going to take down Roman just yet. He is going to take everything from Roman and whatever that means. And and really, in in some sad ways, you know, really kind of undercut. A lot of what he had originally set out to do. Mm-hmm. Um, all of this was predicated for those who aren't aware. Um, Cody Rhodes, the son of the American Dream, Dusty Rhodes, which uh, longtime uh, uh, friend of the show and uh, oft quoted by Uncle Todd in in a very very well done uh, impersonation of the man. But the American Dream. Uh, I forget what year it was, but at one point in Madison Square Garden, I think it was in the late seventies. Um, he had won a match and was going to be crowned WWF at the time champion. Well, no, it was, um,
1: wasn't it still WWWF? Oh,
0: you're right. It was WW, Yeah. Worldwide wrestling federation. Yep. Yeah. And, uh, and it was taken back. It wasn't on TV. It was just a, it was a house show title change and it was taken back. So Dusty was never recognized, even though he is recognized as an NWA world champion, Uh, From his time in in, uh, NWA and WCW, he has not ever been recognized as a WWE champion. And Cody comes in two years ago with this great story about how he wants to fulfill the thing that his father could not uh, or or that was taken from his father. And he wanted to, you know, kind of, um, you know, fulfill that and has been on this journey over the last two years, which has been really amazing storytelling, because if you told me that he would be you know, in this for a multiple year arc and people would be heavily invested in him and, and into him and, and Mm -hmm. rooting for him every step of the way, I wouldn't have believed it, but he has had a tremendous run. Um, just one of the, one of the best runs I I can remember in a long time for a baby face. He, he, he's really done an amazing, amazing job. And so, uh, he wins the Royal Rumble, as we talked about in our last episode, and, you know, our assumption was he was going to go to WrestleMania 40, and he was going to challenge Roman Reigns and finish the story, and this Aha! time, no, he shan't, no, he shan't. There was a twist, and so when he announces, uh, you know, he had, you know, counsel, and, and this, this particular council, you know, really knows him well, and then The Rock's music hits, and The Rock comes out, and we end up with the, you know, visual of rock and and Cody shaking hands, rock gives him a hug, says some things to him, Cody exits the ring. And then it's just rock and Roman facing each other as if they're going to be going at it at the main event of WrestleMania 40. And so it it was very strange because there was, there was a perception that things were going to move in a certain direction. um, As I mentioned with, with Cody kind of seeing through his story and, uh, Oh, and I got to go back to his promo. And so, part of his promo was how he doesn't just want to take the title. It's finishing the story, isn't just taking the title from Roman. It's taking everything from Roman, and and that kind of counteracts what he originally came in with, because mm-hmm. that was really what the goal was: is to fulfill the family legacy of him, you know, winning the title that his father was robbed of, and 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 that was the story he was trying to finish. And now it's kind of strange because in a way it's almost like a little heelish because it's like, what what does that mean to go after everything? You know, like what is he going to be doing as part of, you know? So there's, it didn't sit well with the fan. I mean, the fans reacted very well to rock when he came out and, and reacted well in that segment, but coming out of that segment and over the weekend, there's been a lot of backlash from the fan base about this. A lot of people were very heavily vested in Cody, um, We going thought, to WrestleMania. We want hash,
1: uh, hashtag. We want Cody trending.
0: Yep, yep. And so, and there, you know, there have been a few things going on that may have led to this. Uh, if if uh, you know the articles are are to be believed or the rumors to be believed, um, as as many have probably seen in the news, Rock has been made part of the board of directors of TKO, the managing company or parent company of WWE. Now, mm-hmm. um, he um, there have been some reports that he might have pushed very hard for he and Reigns to face off at WrestleMania as a means of saving WrestleMania. And the reason for that is, um, as we mentioned in last week's episode, uh, the unfortunate news of CM Punk suffering a tricep injury where he Mm -hmm. had surgery and is now going to be out about four to six months means he's going to miss WrestleMania. He was supposed to be one half of the main event. He was going, or not one half. He was going to be one of the main events in the two night event, um, taking on Seth Rollins for the world heavyweight championship. He cannot do that now. The other part of the equation was Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar was going to come back at WrestleMania, and I believe have a big match with Gunther um, for the Intercontinental Championship. This was going to put Gunther's record on the line. He's about six hundred days as as the IC champ and is the single longest reigning Intercontinental Champion. That's not happening. So apparently, in a act of selflessness and and complete, uh, you know, uh, charity for for.
1: You know, a, a struggling what a gallant. Uh, what a gallant thing he's struggling doing. struggling underdog Heroic.
0: company that hasn't been uh, performing all that well the last couple of years. Yeah, it's only uh, going to make
1: five billion dollars over the next ten years. He is going from to one uh, of its distributors.
0: He is going to throw himself into uh, a match with a, a a distant family member, Roman Reigns. He is a cousin of Roman Reigns, or Roman Reigns is a cousin of The Rock. Because let's put that in the proper perspective. And, uh, yeah, they're going to face off at WrestleMania. And the conventional wisdom is um, that uh, Seth Rollins and Cody Rhodes will end up fighting for the World Heavyweight Championship at WrestleMania.
1: So, Which ought to be real interesting considering Seth is hobbling around on one bad drumstick right now.
0: Yes. So. So now... I have I have gabbed about the context of this. Sir, what's your initial reaction to all this? Other than it's horse pucky.
1: <laughs> um is what i would say um from both a creative and just logistic standpoint i don't know how this works i really don't i i try to make sense of it and i i know that there is um there's the idea that this mega match because it's been teased several times um and and for and people still love the rock mm-hmm. people still pop for him every time people will pay i mean they're not going to pay because we don't we're out of the pay-per-view model now but th- they will go and see him wrestle. So he's a big name, still has a lot of cachet. Um, there's this idea that, oh well, if he's in, if we have this Roman Rock Dream Match, well, this distracts from you know everything that's going on with Vince and all that. It's like, I think the best way I want to wrestle Lam- wrestle as videos put it: um, the only thing that's going to distract from Vincent's from Vince's BS, you know. Is like if a meteor strikes the earth, that's it. <laughs> like it just keeps getting worse. And it's yep. only going to continue to get worse because there, I mean, we, I mean, it, this is not an isolated incident, right? I mean, we already know that there was more than one NDA given out, you know, signed by women. There was more money paid out. Obviously, this is not just a one off incident. There's going to be more women coming forward. Mm-hmm. It's just going to continue to be in the news. It don't matter what you do at WrestleMania. Okay, so here we have, instead of Cody Roman, which actually would have drawn, and, I mean, anyone in Seth, or maybe even just finding a way to get Seth out of the the picture, Mm -hmm. and just building a card around some other matches that you might have, you know? I mean, I know that they've got a couple of people who they were really gaming for who are now, you know, injured, but still, you've got a ginormous roster. Yeah. You've got folks, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, now we have the battle of the part timers of Roman and Rock. You got one guy who he can work, but obviously doesn't really choose to work at any kind of pace above the glacial and only chooses to use maybe three or four moves per match going up against a guy who hasn't really wrestled a full match in 10 years, mm-hmm. who God only knows what kind of, I mean, I know he's got months to go, but I mean, how much time is he going to put in in a ring between now and then? Really putting on matches? Like, that's a concern. Um, so that, quite honestly, from a, a standpoint of a just a good wrestling match, whew, not looking good. Mm-hmm. The fact that it's also two part-timers, what's the build yeah. it's going to be them talking at each other for the next three two, two months well, Which i mean uh, it is i mean hey great rock can talk and talk and talk and mm-hmm. talk but the fact is people be pissed mm-hmm. and uh people booed rock when he was in the ring with roman before trying to give him the rub i don't and there was apparently a, a heavy amount of booze going on in the arena that night too so mm-hmm. I wonder how much you know, cr- how 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 much you know goodwill the Rock is going to have now that people realize what this means. Yeah. So now you're going to put him out there to talk this match in every couple of weeks because we all know Rock ain't showing up on TV every week. Mm-hmm. We we damn sure know Roman ain't showing up on TV every week. So you got this match is going to hang there like a fart in the wind for the next two months. Yep. And then in the other main event, you got to build a story between Seth and Cody. That, yeah, they've got history, but what are you going to do between now and again? Seth can't wrestle.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So you got two main, your your two main events, th- the, what's going to save WrestleMania. Neither one of them are going to get anywhere near each other. Not going to be physical. Nothing's going to happen with either of them between now and then. Mm-hmm. Well, yip freaking he. Who cares? Like, now you've made it incredibly less interesting i mean we knew that nothing was going to happen between cody and roman between now and then but at least cody's wrestling right so now he's going to be he's going to be uh, it makes no sense i i cannot see a roman rock because i mean what they're gonna they're gonna put the championship on rocky now i doubt it here here's what i find
0: interesting if if this was done differently and you took the the cody thing out of the equation so so the fans were firmly behind the Rock. Mm. there's you know that that is a i mean it still is a big money match, you know it is. like like to have two two members of the Samoan dynasty facing off against each other, one who was the great one during his time, mm-hmm. the other one who is the current great one of his time, mm-hmm. you know being this longest reigning champion you know holder there's a great story to be told there. I wonder now if they've completely screwed everything up because they, they, they underestimated, and here's what I don't get, and, it, and it's really sad to see this is still permeating even without Vince there, that there is a lack of faith in the current crop of superstars to put on the headline show and, and, and do gangbuster business. How they don't see that Cody versus Reigns, Cody Rhodes versus Rowan Reigns isn't going to be big money especially if you bring the payoff of him winning the championship and you can't find another way, you know, with the rest of the, the talent you have to put together a solid card top to bottom is ridiculous to me. You know, I mean, they, Gunther, you know, could go up against any number of people and have an amazing match in, in a big pay-per-view setting. Um, You know, they were teasing him, you know, kind of going after Seth potentially. And I think that would have made very interesting TV. If you don't have Punk to go after Seth, put Gunther on him. Make Gunther a double champion, and then maybe he does what Samoa Joe did in AEW and vacate the title that that he's holding that no one ever beat him for at however many days, 600 plus, Mm -hmm. right? And be the world champion and defend that and be the workman's champion. I mean- I don't understand why there was this panic because Punk wasn't going to be there and Lesnar wasn't going to be there. I mean, I get it, star power that they were banking on, but there's other things they could do with the talent they have.
1: Well, I think the panic also comes from the fact that Kevin Owens is hurt. Well, he's got a he's got a he's got a busted hand. Plus, now he's got a busted foot. You've got I think the hand is storyline. I think the foot is legit. Oh, I thought the I thought the hand might have been real. You um, might be right. I I thought the hand was just part
0: of the storyline with Logan Paul, but yeah. But ours. you've
1: got you've got Kevin Owens who I mean mm-hmm. would have been great to continue that that story until WrestleMania. Yep. You've got Seth Rollins on the on the <laughs> on the hurt list. Plus you've got um oh, who the hell was I just thinking of? I don't know. But the fact is like like you say, like there's plenty of other options. Like, don't even like don't even put like yeah, put Rollins in there. Or even have Rollins lose before to Gunther or whatever. I mean, but the fact is, you've got Rhea Ripley versus Becky Lynch. Make that the main event for night one. Mm -hmm. You're telling me that's not going to like pop the crowd? Are you freaking kidding me? One of the most over people in all of wrestling, Mm -hmm. men or women, is Rhea Ripley and people love them some becky lynch are you kidding me and 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 whatever you i mean granted there's a lot of times when i feel like becky can kind of wander into hokey land and you know whatever i can't do what she can do anyway so i'm i'm not i'm only i'm picking the the like the smallest nits there you know what i mean so but you're telling me those two aren't going to have a match that could just like carry that event
0: mhm come
1: on and then All you've right. got Bailey versus Io Sky. People are, are really digging on Bailey right now. As long as you don't f that up, you've got a sub main event for either night. Yeah, I mean, then you do whatever. I mean, you've got so many options. You've got the you got the the U.S. belt that you can go after. You've got tag belt belts that. Well, hey, how about this between now and then? Why don't you separate the tag belts out mm-hmm. and actually put some time and effort into there so you can have a tag championship each night? Yep. Oh, gee, I don't know. That might be kind of nice. You know I mean, there's plenty of other options here and yeah. this idea that you, you know rock is gonna save WrestleMania. It's like, dude, your ass is old. Yeah. you know, and people pop for you. But when it comes right down to it, you got a spine buster a rock bottom and the most ridiculous finisher in all of of sports entertainment, this side of the worm. What else have you got really? You know now, what I
0: mean? And now they've sacrificed all that because th- they may not get the reaction that they wanted to get.
1: You know like they won't. I mean SmackDown's
0: at- gonna be interesting. If he if he's on SmackDown Friday and, and the crowd overwhelmingly boos mm-hmm. him, they they've got some serious rethinking to do because they are not gonna get what are gonna they, they've rethink? now tanked the event they were trying to save. Because what are you gonna, are gonna rethink be-
1: though? You are gonna backpedal that now? You think Rock's gonna let them do that? I don't As think a so. As a shareholder a and a member of the board of directors? Well, hell no. But it's a business and it's if they not, think
0: it's going to impact ticket sales because they have enough of a
1: reaction from the fans. It's base. already sold out. Apparently WrestleMania is already sold out both oh, nights. Really? Yeah. yeah. And it's just... and it's not about, about pay-per-view buys because it's all on Peacock. So yeah. the the money is there, which is one of the arguments that I think WrestleMania made really really well is like why do you need to save this? The money is already there. Mm-hmm. Like your box office you've made the house what's i mean come on just put on a good card right you know it's ridiculous and and so the other thing and i i hadn't heard about the triple h thing but i mean at some point and 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 believe me i'm all for like if if people are directly associated with this then yeah there's Mm -hmm. there's gonna be some people who've got to go but you're gonna (laughs) i mean if you're like well if you had any association with vince then you're gone well that's most everybody in the company. Mm-hmm. Like you have to, you're going to have to draw a line somewhere, or you're going to have to go case by case by case. Which I'm, I'm kind of hoping because we're not seeing heads rolling right now, mm. that it is going to be case by case. That they're taking their time and going through here and figuring out, like, okay, who are the moles? Who are Vince's yes men? Who are the ones who are like, listen. I I'm going along with the process here cause I've got a family to feed and I, you know, I didn't know necessarily all this. I hear rumors, but I mean, whatever,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you're going to have to figure that out because at a certain point, like everybody had something to do with Vince, everybody, yeah. <laughs> you're going to, you're going to kick half the roster off cause Vince signed them.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like, I mean, you're it's, it's, you know, I get it,
0: well, it's probably got more to do with if they had knowledge of the private matters. Oh, totally. There, there's there's definitely a differentiation between Yeah. Which know, I mean, it the, comes down the, to like if performers... if you're on a
1: if you're on one of those texts Right. that that Vince was sending out the material to, but then again, at the same time it's like, dude, I can't control who texts me. Right. Like, what am I going right. to block my boss's phone number? Like, yeah, it was totally wrong. I should have reported it or whatever. I like mm-hmm. Or, or saying, like, I thought it was consensual, or I, I I don't know. I don't know what the line is. I'm just saying, like, you're, it's going to be a very messy situation, which oh, is, yeah. again, why, yeah. like, this idea that, like, oh, Roman versus Rock is going to make all this go away. It ain't. No, So it comes down to, I, I mean, I'm more in the camp of, like, yeah, this is a power play by Rock. Yep. And quite honestly, if you're going to talk about someone who oughta, who oughta, might not be, you know, getting the boost that he is, Vince sold Rock the XFL for damn near nothing. Mm -hmm. I mean, maybe you want to talk, talk a little bit about that because Vince apparently sold it to him for like, you know, below like fire sale levels. So, I mean, I don't know, man, uh, this whole thing is just terrible. Absolutely terrible, I think. And some of the
0: news coming out of the weekend, too, was you know, Rock's got um, some contractual milestones built in, you know, to his board of the director's contract where like um, one of them being returned to the ring, and then there was a couple other things. So like him doing this is kind of fast tracking his ability to get
1: like I think it was like thirty who, million in stock or something like that. Who puts that in his contract? Like I get like you want to make make it back to the ring, but I mean, I how valuable do you think this guy as is, is actually in a ring? Yeah, like that to me. That to me speaks of someone who like didn't doesn't really know the business, mm-hmm. and is just thinking like, "Ooh, this will be great." You but know, like, what
0: a credit though to Cody Rhodes in this day and age in this business that is generally understood to be theater and, and, you you know, from a storyline perspective, not in the ring, you know, I mean, physical real, you know, these guys go through real, real pain and, and real mm-hmm. injury and in what they do. But in this day and age that he has built up such goodwill with the fan base and, and the storyline that he's trying to see through that, they are overwhelmingly behind him and mm-hmm. and one thing i saw over the weekend at a house show when he was coming down uh or i think it was after a match there was a a a, fa- a young fan there who um i think is like i think he's legally blind but if you know like if he comes mm-hmm. close enough you know he can like you know see him and that sort of thing and um and cody went over and and took pictures with him and and you know gave him some time and stuff like that and the person writing the article from CagesideSeats.com dot com brought up the fact that like who at this stage who is the people's champion right now
1: (laughs) it's not the rock (laughs) well here's the thing and and say this for cody man that that dude is is a smart man he he's a businessman professional he's a professional but he understands like at the end of the day yeah maybe rock is on the board directors but i think i'm still gonna no matter what you want to do okay yeah this this kind of sucks i feel like i'm kind of getting hosed I feel like I'm getting jerked around here. However, I'm also not, you know, <laughs> I'm also not doing the the press scrum afterwards. How he, how I work with effing children, um, yeah. and and dealing with all that. And you know what? I think I'm going to come out on top after this. I think that when it's all said and done, I'm yeah. going to be just fine. Yep. I and I think there's that long game there, you know, because there was um, what was the interview where? he was talking and and I think it, I believe I think it was him where he was talking about like what the, what a wrestler's prime is. Mm -hmm. And it was like late thirties into the early forties in terms of like your prime, not maybe your physical prime, but like your box office prime, because Mm -hmm. you've been in the business long enough and you, you, you kind of know the business and can work it and you have really built your brand to a certain level. And that's kind of where it's like, that's the money. And, that's right around the time that Cody's in right now. So Mm -hmm. I think he's looking at it like, that's all right. Okay. Yeah. I think that, I think I've built enough goodwill. I'm selling all the merch. People are really excited about me. Mm -hmm. Let's see how this plays out. I think I'll be okay. Yeah. You know?
0: Well, and it'll be interesting. Like this Thursday is the press conference. So (sighs) don't know. I mean, they're not going to be fans there. It's just going to be press, but at the same time, are, are they going to, I mean, some of the articles I've been reading have been saying they're monitoring the fan reaction to this. So if it's overwhelmingly negative, they have mm. time as, as weird as it may seem to pivot, they have time to pivot still, Man, it's, it's going to be weird,
1: but I don't know how you do it. Now, the other thing
0: coming out of this too,
1: is. I wonder what it's going to be like one, on RAW. I mean, we're, thing. We're, we're recording right now at eight thirty p.m. Eastern Time on Monday. I'm oh, I'm I'm, I'm checking
0: cage like. side seats right right now because they do a, a live a live it's feed of
1: what's going it's on. Got on a thirty second refresh. This and, is great.
0: No, seriously, uh, American. We're going to be talking
1: about Carl Weathers. American Nightmare shakes moment. hands on
0: his way to the ring, then asks Rollins and the crowd what they want to talk about. They pause as a Rocky sucks chant goes around the arena. Yeah. How's that for your WrestleMania main event?
1: <laughs> you know what At a certain point, like, and you might just have to embrace it. You know what would be great? And again, I I, I fully admit, you know, I fully admit I am Move an up. agent. I'm an agent of chaos. And some you are when I don't have a just, you know what? Bring back Rocky, my via. Oh. Come down with the little tassels. <laughs> That's right. If I'm going to. I'm gonna go rub you all it. the
0: wrong way. I'm gonna rub you all the wrong way, all the way.
1: <laughs> yes, <laughs> that'd be uh, in some ways. You know, even the Philadelphia fans will be like, "All right, that's pretty good. Okay, fine, you got us." That I mean, funny. think of it. The, that that other thing, like, how is this gonna go over if this continues to go downhill? Mm-hmm. Of all the places, <laughs> yeah, to have a bad fan reaction, Philadelphia. Oh, There's they're people... gonna.
0: Oh, I didn't even think about that. They're going to crucify him in Philadelphia. Oh, my gosh.
1: This is early April. There's going to be people who are going to be saving snowballs in their refrigerator. Well, I mean, and, and, and the, and the security is going to be like, you know what? Just go through. <laughs> Just go I, through. And one
0: other little factoid. Tag it one gonna, for me. Who's, who's going to be in that main event alongside Roman in Philadelphia? Paul Heyman, <laughs> the godfather of ECW.
1: <laughs> Tell me, they're not going to be totally on his side. Paul Paul Heyman's going to come out in like one of those suits that they put on people who are training oh, the canine dogs. Yes. it's going to be like like helmet, face <laughs> shield. Whole actually, thing. He's like, they're going to kill me out
0: here. Actually, ironically, when he ran ECW at the time, he would wear this like leather overcoat. Yes. that it did look like the outfit that the dog people would wear. So you're not that
1: far off on that one. He's he's. I mean, because he can't run. What no. is he going to do, run backstage? That's like a mile and a half up that ramp. Paul, the the doesn't,
0: Paul doesn't run. He waddles,
1: and uh, not <laughs> gonna very to, quickly at that. They're going to so. have to have a golf cart there for his escape. <laughs> they're going to have Steve Austin's ATV. <clears throat> yeah, right. <laughs> so two
0: last thoughts, because I know we're, we're, we're running into 40 minutes here on The Weekend yes. Geek on this one. Two last thoughts that I read over the weekend, which were kind of interesting to me. One, a fan had a very astute observation saying, this is a real simple problem to solve. Why don't you on night one have Cody versus Roman, have him finish the story, beat Roman, win the belt. Night two have Roman versus Rock in a Samoan family sort of blow off kind of thing. You
1: could do that. Second Roman thing I read: Roman oh. ain't working two nights, and I and and that's well, not, that's actually not a slam on him. Apparently, no. from what what folks have said, like just with the medical conditions he's dealt with, was it was a it leukemia that he had?
0: Yeah, he had leukemia. Yeah, or you
1: know, and just just the 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 amount of care mm. that he needs to take in his health to remain healthy. Yeah. um, That that's part of the reason he works for a part-time schedule, which I I, I, I give Roman a ton of crap for you. Do I, I do. I do. But Shame he, on you. I don't give him crap for that. Like if you can work the schedule that way and you get the deal, I, I think it's creatively the problem is keeping a belt on someone who can only work that schedule. I have no problem if Roman wants to come back and work part-time and all this like that's great, but it's a it becomes a major problem when it's your champion yeah. and you're trying to do storyline stuff and your champ isn't even physically present. Yeah. That makes yeah. it tough. So I have no problem with if if Roman's part-time. The problem is like you can't do that. Like he's not mm-hmm. going to work two matches in two nights. Like he doesn't do house shows and stuff like that. Like that's a and that's a big deal. Like you want someone at for the if you well want to at him, the pace
0: he works at, is it really going to be that
1: much? <laughs> I mean, I didn't say it. I didn't say it that time. I was waiting for you to say it. You weren't going there, but I decided to take you there. So, but I'm, I'm trying to be, you know, optimistic know. and and looking on the brighter side. Like, do you really want someone who is dealing with all of this stuff and who mm. does have to take extra care in his in his physical health? in order to even be at the level he's at i mean is there is that even a possibility i bet he would probably say yeah if it push came to shove and he probably could but ultimately like who honestly i don't even then like Mm -hmm. who cares the only thing again ah the only thing interesting about roman right now is the fact that he's the champ Mm -hmm. and the only thing interesting about those matches is his opponent if he doesn't have the championship belt, even him against rock. And this is one of the things that people have pointed out. Like apparently insiders who had talked to WrestleMania had said this match would have been great two years ago, Mm -hmm. even last year Mm -hmm. and even next year. Like this year is Mm -hmm. kind of the one year when it doesn't work. And this is the year you're trying to force it down people's throats. It is not going to go well. No, I'm telling you right now. Like I, I, I'm, I'm of the opinion that I've always, I lived through the Belica- Belichick era here in, in New England. And the number of times that I started to like scream bloody murder because someone had gotten cut or this had happened or they traded somebody, blah, blah, blah. And you know what? It all worked out just fine with the number of championships they won. Same with, with WWE over the past couple of years. They've stepped on their, and I don't know how many times, and yet it still seems to have turned out all right. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm a dude with a podcast who don't know nothing about nothing and never laced up a pair of boots. Nah, I'm just saying. You know, this is what I see. Mm. I just, I don't see how it's going to work out, especially going into Philly. Like, that was the well, thing I just that, thought that's about. Really, it, like,
0: oh, my God. I hadn't thought of that. Yeah. I, I didn't think about the fact that Philly is a pretty merciless wrestling <sighs> crowd. Um, the, the second thing I read, oh, sorry, which yeah. if they can get past WrestleMania, which I thought is kind of interesting to me. Is if you they have Cody win WrestleMania
1: without Philly burning to the ground? Yeah,
0: <laughs> if you have Cody win the World Heavyweight Championship and he goes to SummerSlam and faces Roman Reigns in a unification bout, where he becomes both World Heavyweight and undisputed yeah, Universal Heavyweight yeah. Champion, Cody can not only make the argument that he's finished the story, but in in a way has taken everything because now there is nothing that Roman can can get his hands on as far as prestige championship, that sort of thing. Like he has to go through Cody to get there.
1: Yeah. And
0: I, I can kind of get into that story because it does give Cody kind of the, I've, I've defeated the final boss of the game sort of feel, you know, I've won everything there is to win. I am now the man. And now you take Cody off and you know what you build to for next year's WrestleMania,
1: Cody versus punk. Oh, I was going to say, are we bringing back someone else from the Attitude? Is Mick Foley going to no, shut but down the aisle? You
0: give Punk the the main event he's always wanted by facing the man who has been more CM Punk than he has been, and I think that would be a phenomenal match with the two of them. Honestly,
1: here's the problem I got, and uh, and i and we're again we uh, are approaching forty. You know, we're we're way over our weekend week I time time Uncle limit. Todd he's not going. Um, I just don't like the idea of unified titles. Like it's a nice gimmick every now and again, but I mean, it it just seems like they it it, it it gets it becomes a stuck point in the story. Like, look what look about the unified tag belts. Like yeah. that's that's been a thing for a couple of years now, and well, you, they can't figure out a way to separate them.
0: I'm okay with it because, quite honestly, I still haven't, or I I don't. Not that I don't accept it. But the world heavyweight championship that Rollins has, I don't understand the lineage that it comes from. Maybe it's just a brand new world title, and it's just starting with Seth Rollins. I don't um, know because the, well, the look the Roman belt, had it the other two the... belts. Roman has the original yes. WWE championship lineage. That's what Dusty, you know, yeah. got taken from him. And then there's the other W, you know, WCW world heavyweight championship. Which became dubbed the WWE World Heavyweight Championship or the Universal Championship. Yes. So you've got the, the 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 two lineages are really there. This other belt is just like something they just brought back, and I'm just like I. It's never sat well with me. You know what I mean? Well, like I don't mind if they unify and turn it back into the WWE World Heavyweight, you know, undisputed World Heavyweight Championship.
1: I, I guess the way you could go with it is you could. What would be interesting, hmm. uh, it would be if you did have that for the title unification, and Cody wins yeah, and pulls a Shane Douglas.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that would be fantastic.
1: That, you know what? I don't want this piece of crap belt. This is the real world's heavyweight championship.
0: Yep. Yep.
1: And and starts that's that becomes it's not just the WWE. This is the real world's championship. Can you because imagine- it looks like it looks like it should be. It's like it looks like it's the way I I'm I'm treating that is they're they're almost going back to that being somewhere like are you talking about like the
0: WCW one like like the big, big gold, gold belt? belt because Dude, if you look at that the crowd that's what it would looks go like. insane if he pulled that out.
1: Not even he doesn't have to pull out the real the big gold belt. He just has to be like this is the real world's heavyweight championship and mm-hmm. if you want it you come get it I don't want anything to do with that mm-hmm. and walks away yep. you know yep. or something like that like that okay fine but again you got to make it between now and SummerSlam and you got to go through Philly yeah. that's rough that's yeah. rough yeah. Um. but anyways well
0: After, after hemming and hawing and debating and, 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 and banging our heads against this, uh, you know, the answer is get Cody back in the main event. I don't care at this point. Just get him back in the main event of WrestleMania. Let's, let's do this. Do Cody, right. Let's do the event, right. Trust your talent. Give the man the title. Let's do the run next year. Punk Cody, WrestleMania 41. I'm calling it.
1: And that my friends is
0: the weekend geek.
1: Either that or can we get like a you know, can we get an ECW run in or somebody? <laughs> that's, who, that's what we need. Shane Douglas in Philly. <laughs> who's who's screwing left up the, the ECW rock. days? Who can who can still like shamble oh, down to the ring?
0: Sabu. They got to bring oh, Sabu no, back. No, dude. no,
1: no, 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 Sabu. I don't think Sabu. I, I, Sabu, I think is officially retired. And it's like, yeah, uh, that's that's probably do. I don't. I guess he's not really tied to the Samoan dynasty.
0: But it would be kind of funny if he came down out of nowhere and you know.
1: Actually, you know what would be best. Rob Van Dam. <laughs> Sandman. 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 <laughs> With the full Metallica entrance, like oh, just takes like five minutes for him gosh. to get to the ring. Cause he's like, starts up in like the 700, whatever the section of the, like they don't even, it's not really, it's not veteran stadium anymore, but there was like the, I think it was the 700 section. Like it was yeah. the upper deck. And there was yeah. a dude up there who used to set his arm on fire during the game.
0: Oh my gosh.
1: Like it, and, like worked his way down from there. Like takes like, 15 minutes from to work. You know, like you have the extra long sand, like actually, you know what? If you're going to go for it. Yeah. Metallica yeah. comes up from the stage, and plays live like yeah. an extended 20 minute version of Sandman. So you can wander down through the state, to the crowd. And then just Kendo sticks the hell out of both Roman and rock. <laughs> and, and, then that, fi- and then Philly will it. be happy. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then the glass oh. breaks. Stone oh, Cold comes down his ATV and shares a beer with Sandman.
0: Oh, okay. All right. All right.
1: I Everyone goes it.
0: home happy. I could see it. I could see it.
1: Except then Paul E. tries to get in the ring. Oh, good God. A I am trying shot. to shepherd us to the next segment, sir. Kendo, kendo stick to, to the head from Sandman. Stunner from Steve. Everyone goes home happy. You see what happens, ladies and gentlemen? He, he just gets
0: on a roll. We cannot stop him. He, he is a he is a force to be reckoned with.
1: Did we stop when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor?? <laughs> oh, God. Thank you, Bluto. <laughs> thank you. All right. well, thank you, sir, for that uh, that extended weekend geek. Uh, oh, it is much God, appreciated. God. and uh, on that note, actually, we're going to take a a quick pause for our sponsors, and uh, we'll be right back
0: a few moments later. All right.
1: So I was just watching the
0: uh... <clears throat> the intro uh, when cody and seth were gonna start tonight on raw dude (laughs) the crowd is freaking merciless it is fantastic it is fantastic oh my gosh like seth rollins but the first thing he says like well i wasn't expecting that (laughs) (laughs) and quite honestly like there there's and i don't know if it's just cody's a great actor or like i don't know if this is all part of the show or what but he he looks like he's getting pretty emotional listening to the crowd. Like he, kind of you know knows he's been hosed in a way. You know what I mean? And uh, mm-hmm. appreciates the, uh, the 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 crowd support.
1: So <laughs> very interesting. Oh, what a ridiculous turn of events. All right, all right, all right, sir. Take well, us into the main subject. You're you're working double duty this episode. I actually.
0: am. I'm getting tired, man. You know, I, I I'm carrying this on my shoulders. But that's all right.
1: Put on another pot of coffee. Suck it up.
0: I'll put on another one of these. Ha-ha.
1: I knew you would. Ooh. All right. So, unlike Uncle Todd,
0: I don't come <laughs> uh prepared with facts and and all of the uh, accurate info, but let's let's just hit it where where it hurts, which is, you know, last Thursday. I believe it was last Thursday. Yes. Uh Carl Weathers uh passed away. I believe at the age of 76. I'm yes, indeed wow, jeez, my memory actually is good. Look at Um, you remembering stuff. Yes. And uh, basically all the news organizations reported uh, just that he died peacefully. Um, It Mm. was, I think for all of us, a shock because he was very active. Um, He currently was in, I'm not going to get this right. I think it was FanDuel, but he was part of the commercials with uh, Rob Gronkowski. Uh, for this like field goal kicking sort of, I, I forget the name of the, the the contest, but it was like yeah. um, a field goal kicking thing that's going to happen at the Super Bowl, and he was part of the commercial to promote that with with Gronkowski and then John Cena apparently. Um, so uh, so very active, um, but yeah, uh, just you know, passed away, and um, but just a uh, just an iconic. Iconic actor, and yeah. and, and it, it, it resonates It resonates for a number of reasons. Uh, if you are a longtime listener of this show, you know that um, there, there are several things that we have an affinity for on this show. Uh, we have an affinity for bourbon. We have an affinity for BSG. We have an affinity for the Rocky movies.
1: Mm.
0: An affinity for Star Wars, meaning Mandalorian. Mando! Mm.
1: They're all, they all gonna hate you, Mando. They all hate you. Yes, that's right. They all hate you.
0: Uh among other things. And Carl Weathers is present in most of those. Uh we'll we'll get into this one, but apparently he was also present in some of Uncle Todd's more uh, judicious picks in our uh <laughs> nineteen seventy seven Never Gonna Live This movies Down movies episode, which uh featured Never Gonna Live This Down. Featured Actually, uh He was in Close Encounters of the Third Kind? Wanda the Wicked War, yeah he is he is listed as a actor in close encounters of the third i
1: think he was one of the soldiers though i think it was a bit part i don't think it was like a real part yeah cuz that probably <laughs> considering the amount of special effects and everything i bet that was yeah. probably i bet that probably filmed before rocky yeah or immediately after before that came yeah. out interesting but
0: uh but yeah so so kind of to review some highlights uh from from this prolific career that that one carl weathers had um and, and it, it speaks to the, uh, you know, just, just the breadth of reach, you know, that, that he's had in terms of the things that he, that he has been in. Um, he has been in, so this is going to be kind of, uh, this will be in chronological order, kind of going all the way back the year I was born, 1975. Uh, he was in Good Times. Mm. Dynamite! Oh my gosh.
1: Um, he was in Good Times. Which, I mean, honestly, a, a quality show. Oh, Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, actually, it was one of those shows that, a lot like Mash, like mm-hmm. very, com- very comedic, very funny, yeah. but also like did not shy away from dramatic moments, whatsoever. And some like, some like really like not just like oh my gosh a very special episode like no this will smack you right in the face yeah yeah
0: yeah. Uh, so started out on uh, in TV on Good Times. He was on Kung Fu. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was in the Six Million Dollar Man. Apparently. Uh, then, uh, in 1976, he's in Rocky. Now I just want to point out, these are highlights. This is not the yeah. complete beginning of his career. So was in 80,
1: 80 flicks or 80 shows oh, yeah. at least. Yeah.
0: yeah. Uh, but in Rocky as Apollo Creed, the mm-hmm. iconic character that, that he, he, uh, portrayed and then continued to portray in, in three more movies after that. Uh, he was in Starsky and Hutch. I did not realize that.
1: One of the great all-time, like, back in the 70s when theme songs were theme songs. hmm Oh, yeah. Like, Starsky and Hutch was one of the great TV theme songs of all time. Oh. Can we get a little people's court? Uh I don't even know if that's... I think I took that out of the uh, soundboard, sir. What? Dude, I've only got 10 spots.
0: All right, well, what do you got for a theme song? Yeah! No, not him. Give me a little <laughs> punk.
1: <laughs> this... Uh, do I have punk? No, you don't do Cult of Personality for Starsky and Hutch. Well, I don't know what to do. You you change the board. Oh, but you'll do
0: that. Yeah, because it's funky. All right, Starsky and Hutch. He was also in Serpico. (laughs) He was in Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Boo, 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 boo.
1: See, this one
0: uh goes out to uncle ta this was a pick uh not to be uh mistaken with wanda the wicked warden from from the year 1977 but a a movie uh whose poster has not aged well oh, uh, no. and apparently was mostly about the the uh, threesome sort of thing uh semi-tough
1: romantic uh, entanglements i believe is the polite way to say that
0: okay and then uh
1: i believe his character name was dreamer tatum which you know <laughs> <laughs> quite honestly how has that not been a wrestler name <laughs> i want that to be my professional i want that to be my ring name ladies and gentlemen Dreamer, dreamer tatum! tatum. there we go there we what's go the, what's the um oh my gosh what's her name the ring announcer for wwe now uh, oh, uh, is it Samantha. Oh
0: yes. Samantha, but I don't know her last name. Yeah. Oh my gosh. She's
1: awesome. Yeah. No, she like, does a great job. She like does the full body intro. Like it's like, you can tell some of those intros come from her toes. Like, yeah. Oh yeah. She's great. I would love to hear, hear her do Announce me as dreamer Tatum. Dreamer Tatum. Yeah. All right. Uh, after, uh, the dubious role in semi-tough, Ladies and gentlemen, there's some things you just never are going to get away from. Just <laughs> no. get used to it.
0: Uncle Todd is branded with this one. Uh, we move on Look to Lord. Rocky two in 1979. Oh. Uh, and honestly, I think, I, well, actually, I, I don't know, because I did skip over some stuff. So I shouldn't say it went right into Rocky three. Mm-hmm. But Rocky three in 1982, mm-hmm. Rocky four in 1985. Uh, which is is significant because that is the movie where we see the death of Apollo Creed, and that is the end of his character in that in that franchise. Yeah. Uh, we have in 87, Predator. Dylan, you thought of a <laughs> <laughs> and, and then the clasp heard round the world. <laughs> I watched that clip last night, and I had to, I just I couldn't stop laughing when they did the clasp. It yeah. was just like Bam! And you just see them just like, what's the matter? You know, <laughs> It's like this midair, like arm wrestling matches oh going gosh.
1: on. The sheer amount of steroids used on oh, that oh, set. Gosh. Like, oh
0: my goodness. You know, something else to call out about Carl Weathers, though. Yeah. Very much the athlete.
1: Very oh, yeah. much he was the a, athlete. He, he was a was college very... football player. Did yep. he play? He played in the NFL for a little bit, like yep. a cup of coffee, and then he played a couple of years in the CFL. Yep.
0: yep.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, so, no. I mean,.
0: He he was legit. He he was a a legit athlete. Uh, from what I've read, kept himself, you know, just in good good health and good shape. Well, that was one of the things
1: that like how he got in the Rocky audition. I mm-hmm. I seem to remember one of the interviews Stallone talked about how he came in and, you know, he got the sides, he got his lines and he he's like, "Okay, let me He went into the other room and came out of the other room shirt off, mm-hmm. like muscles rippling and had worked up a sweat and and was reading the lines and it's like this is the guy. Yeah. Yeah. This is the guy. And I guess yep. another one of the things he was like, so I'm supposed to be the, you know, Apollo Creed, the champion of the world. Who am I fighting in? Sylvester one's like me. He's like this chump. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great way to land your job. <laughs> and he did. The I mean, the only person to like there's a there's a line when um, when Billy Crystal was doing the eulogy for Muhammad Ali. Mm. And he talks about how there was a bit that Billy Crystal did. I forget. It was like, um, it was where Billy, because Billy Crystal did an incredible Muhammad Ali mm. impersonation and did a Muhammad Ali, Howard Cosell back and forth. was part of his act.
0: Yeah,
1: And he did this thing for Muhammad Ali. It's as called a 12 rounds, wasn't it? 12 rounds. Yeah, I couldn't yeah. remember how, how many yeah. rounds it was. Yeah. And afterwards, like he, Muhammad Ali's like, it's like, little brother, you made my life better than it was. Yeah. Like that's how I look at Apollo Creed. Like the only person to out Ali, Ali. Yes. It was yes. like if you took Ali and turned him up to eleven, that yes. was Apollo Creed. And that's an accomplishment to be to be larger than a guy who was larger than life in and, in and of himself. Can I ask you to do the line? <laughs> Uncle was Todd it, does an amazing a, Im- impression. Apollo Creed versus the Italian Stallion. It's like a damn monster movie. There it is. Yes. Oh, <laughs> and it's so, a- and it, it's true. Like it that yeah. that whole scene like it is one of the few is one of the scenes that kind of pulls the movie together. Mm-hmm. Like and and he and that scene was on the page. I can imagine looking at that going, "This is not great." And yeah. then you have someone with just the charisma. Oh yeah. And of of Carl Weathers who also is just inhabiting that character and he carries that scene like just who that character is and the and the promoter quite honestly as a bit player that that promoter does a very good job like you know all that but Carl Weathers carries that off what could have been a scene that's just like DOA.
0: Well, and and I think even and and we'll we'll get into this more. You know, I I, I kind of have a list of of the iconic characters he played, and mm. obviously Apollo being probably the most you know fan, you know one he's most known for. But um, but in Rocky too, I mean, just you, you know the way like not just the 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 charisma when he's mm. loud and proud, but that whole scene when Rocky kind of pops into his room in his hospital room, and he's like, yeah. you know, did you really give me your best? And and he's just kind of like this resigned. Yeah, I did. <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, like like I can't give it, I can't do it justice but the way Weather's played that was brilliant because it was both, you know, beat up Apollo laying in his bed trying to get some damn sleep. But at the same time as the heavyweight champion just like I could not put you down. Yeah. You know, like like you could just hear like like the 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 um not tiredness but just just the weariness, yeah. Voice, yeah. You know, I mean, it was mm-hmm. he just such a great actor and, and oh, yeah. And I'm kind of jumping ahead a little bit, but um, but Sylvester Stallone, if you haven't seen it, I mean Google it; it's it's very easy to find. Just did a really very nice, you know, kind of uh, the the day he passed away, a a a memorial, you know, kind of speech about him and mm. giving him a lot of credit and a lot of kudos, um, and and really, you know, admitting that if there wasn't Carl Weathers playing Apollo Creed, I don't know what Rocky would have been. You know, I mm-hmm. mean and he's right. I mean, Apollo is such a a foundational part of that show uh, that show, sorry, that movie. and then on top of it, they spun an entire franchise off of him. And now we have it with Michael B. Jordan being the son of Apollo Creed and carrying that legacy forward and and so um, and you know, just just a little personal aside for me you know i and i've shared this before when we talked about rocky i i never i wasn't introduced to the franchise with rocky 1 i was introduced to the franchise with rocky 3 mm. and then rocky 4 and so and and then i would and then i eventually had gone back and watched 1 and 2 and so um so what was interesting for me is after seeing all of them and stuff how you know my my first kind of um view into rocky was really this loud braggadocious charismatic, you know, former champion and former opponent of Rocky's becoming mm. his, his, his friend, his trainer, his mentor, and them be becoming like brothers. Mm. And, and I, and I really, I, I'm, I, I look back at those movies and, and seeing the progression from one through four, I love the fact that Stallone did that, that, that he, he, he showed that even though they were intense competitors, they at the end of the day had had a brother there was a brotherhood there of of who they were as boxers and who they were as fighters and both of them bringing themselves up from the streets and and finding success in in this world that very few find success in and uh and so yeah so i i just really you know that's always stuck with me about that character and and -hmm. i've always liked apollo creed you know especially in rocky three that you know apollo and polly is hysterical (laughs) that that whole interchange um, I don't sweat you. I went to see Rocky Four in the theater, and, and honestly, it's one of those times as you know I wasn't a kid. I was you know kind of a preteen at that point. That really his death really hit me because mm-hmm. he was such a I, I really liked him as a character, and it was very mm-hmm. emotional for me to see him get taken out of 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 the franchise that way and 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 but I think that was the intended effect was mm-hmm. he was so beloved. That to it 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 was classic heel building. You you had to Drago had to slay someone, mm-hmm. and he slays the the man that everyone really. I mean, everyone loves Rocky, but Apollo was was Apollo and Rocky are 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 like peanut butter and jelly. And so you take one of them out of the equation, and Rocky rightfully is lost in that movie. Now, yeah. not the greatest movie of the Rocky series, of course. Because it's really just one big training montage after that. Well, no, point. there's two training montages. Oh, thank here. you, thank you. But uh, no, but I mean, credit to Weathers for for the way he portrayed all of that, and mm-hmm. and and what I've enjoyed with my sons, or, I, I mean, at least my younger one, I've watched watched it with. I need to watch it with my older one. Um, but we spent an entire you know Christmas break watching you know I think up to Rocky Five. He was fascinated by those movies. He he and we watched them one through five in chronological order. And he just really liked, you know, the characters he liked Apollo Creed, you know, he, he liked the story behind it. And, and so it's fun to see how there, there's, there's a, um, a, there, there isn't a shelf life with these movies. They, they, they go on, they persist. And, and the story, you know, resonates even though it was filmed, you know, in a much, you know, older, you know, time period now. So.
1: Yeah. No, um, you, in order to have, and Rocky is Rocky is the ultimate underdog. It's the ultimate underdog story that doesn't happen unless you have yep. that mountain to climb and, and that, and that, you know, whatever that mountain is, it has to be big. It has to be imposing. It has to be scary. And it has to be, it, it has to be, it has to be captivating Yeah, and, and, and not to take another swing at Roman Reigns here, but I will. Um, <laughs> It's, this, it's 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 the same thing I keep talking about. Like, Mm-mm. you have to be. It has to be somewhat interesting. Yeah, and and that's always the problem with a Roman Reigns is that he's just not that interesting after the entrance. Mm. You know, there's like they, they stopped developing kind of that depth, and they kept going with with <laughs> with with, uh, with Apollo. Because in the first movie, he's kind of like a generic, like he is. He's a Muhammad Ali turned up to 11. In in two, you start seeing like this other side where he's just like, I don't care if I have to lose money if, mm-hmm. or in sponsorships and all this. I want to get him in the ring, yeah. whatever it takes.
0: Yeah, yeah. He's hungry for the fight. He's hun- Rocky one is, this is for entertainment. Rocky yeah. two is, I'm, I'm going in there and proving a point. I am taking him out. I'm taking yep. him out early and then he can't do it. Yeah and it 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 then becomes real for him at that point that this is a guy I just can't I can't overcome. Yeah. But um all right, well moving on, uh no no, I mean it was it, it was a good aside, uh, because we, we I, I mean I still want to go through all of Apollo Creed's names because that that is the other funny part is, well, is yes, uh, the nicknames, which we'll get into. But after Predator uh, uh, is Action Jackson, which I never actually saw, but I remember seeing a lot of
1: commercials. Did, did you see this one? Was this I a- did, but it's been so long and I okay. keep meaning to rewatch it because it's such a fracking great name for a movie. It is. And a character just like, he's known as Action Jackson. Like, yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. Sure. Like, that's like, it's like, it's like next generation black exploitation. Like, it's just, yeah. it's just a more like evolved form of like Shaft and Superfly. <laughs> and you know what? <laughs> own shaft on dvd so yes and, and i'm talking like richard roundtree like the og and you know what it's still a good it's still a good story i don't yeah. I don't care what anyone says yeah. so i'm i when i saw action jackson i was like right on this is kind of cool Yep. <laughs> um uh,
0: yeah so yeah and then we get into uh other highlights uh he was in the show he was on the show in the heat of the night ni- i forgot uh, about that 93 to 95 i never saw that so i i have an no
1: archie bunker dude
0: Yes. I, I remember Archie Carol Bunker. Carol O'Connor. Yep, yeah. Yep.
1: Um,
0: and then we get Happy Gilmore, which is another <sighs> iconic character. Chubbs. That, Chubbs, uh, which apparently ends up making an appearance in Little Nicky in twenty oh in 2000, gosh. which I, I did not know. One, yeah. um, I was telling Uncle Todd in our pre-pre-production meeting, The Shield, which is a favorite show of mine. If you've never mm. seen it, stream it, binge it. It is It is phenomenal. It is such a great show. But uh, Carl Weathers plays a character that is a foreshadowing of where the main character will ultimately end up at some point. He is a dirty cop and eventually his shenanigans will catch up with him. And, uh, and Carl Weathers was, was playing a character like that, who his shenanigans had caught up with him. Mm-hmm. He was working as a, a private investigator cause he couldn't be a cop anymore because of said shenanigans. And, uh, like I said, very, very interesting foreshadowing there. Uh, he was on ER, uh, in 2008, apparently. Hmm. Uh, hey, who wasn't on ER? I mean, the show only ran almost 20 years. so you know, True, yeah. Um,
1: now, I'm, this one's I'm pretty sure we were on ER at some point. We were in the background.
0: I, I think we were. I think we were like uh, Key Grip or Best Boy. One of I
1: w- well, I can't remember. I, yeah. I was I was
0: mm-hmm. drunk a lot of that time. Mm-hmm. One of those two. Uh, now, this one uh, may be lost on the fans a little bit because we never – this this is a lost episode that was in the vault. We, we recorded it has been in the vault we never released this. But during the apex of the pandemic when we were locked down, bound gag, didn't go anywhere. Uncle Todd and I had time to record a lot of episodes and we decided to go into the dustbin of awful movies and decided to do a watch Sort of show, like I forget what we called it. No, it was going to be
1: a commentary. We this was a commentary, whole series because this was after we recorded No Holds Barred. Yeah, we did No yeah, Holds we did Barred commentary yes, track, yes. and we were going to do this thing, and we were going to do it with awful movies. Yes, and this was the first one after No Holds Barred.
0: Okay, we have MVP Mario Van Peebles oh, uh, God. in this in this movie, along with they all hate you, Carl, Carl Weathers, Weathers in a sh- a movie from twenty like five minutes of screen time <laughs> called American Warships. Oh. Which was just god awful, and we we could not put our listenership through uh, such such
1: painful, painful well, pain. No, let's let's be okay, folks. Let's be honest right now. The reason why is we thought we could make it through this. We both watched this movie ahead of time so we could take mo- notes, yes. and then we watched it to give commentary on it. Saying we were three sheets to the wind is being <laughs> generous. <laughs> One does need bourbon to get through this movie. (laughs) We we were self anesthetizing because it was that bad. That was the only way we get through it. And I think we realized afterwards, like we might be able to do these commentaries, but we're going to need a liver transplant inside of five years. I I think I went right to bed after that episode. (laughs) We recorded that episode. I was like, I think I just went laid in the gutter and just prayed that (laughs) (laughs) release me, release me. So the funny thing is, like I saw that in the show notes today, and I was like, uh, "I wonder if this is as bad as I thought it was." I went, and, it's on YouTube. Oh, is it? It's on okay. YouTube for free.
0: American warships. Look at that.
1: Oh my gosh! Yes, it is just as terrible as we remember it. It might even be worse because there's like there's no like anesthesia when I was watching it today, like on my lunch break. Oh gosh! Oh, it's terrible.
0: One thing Absolutely I I, I do remember is the battle scenes were like the same scenes done over and over again. Oh yeah, do you remember that? Like like oh, it like, was like ship it... scenes were like the same thing
1: just redone back. Oh, and they were bad like cut scenes from a bad oh. video game. Like it was oh. terrible, it terrible. Was... Yeah, that'll be forever locked in the vault. But unfortunately, uh, Carl uh, apparently needed the three fifty, so. <laughs> You know what? God bless him. If he made a payday off of that, because again, I think he was in it. They probably only did like a half a day of shooting with him. Okay. And I think at least, and then he had that, there was one scene where he was like jogging. So he's literally in like shorts and a sweatshirt.
0: Oh, God. So he's like, like oh, all right, well, Rocky I'm three,
1: I'm comfy, Maybe. whatever. Like I don't really okay. have to do much for makeup and, and whatever. Sure. I'll show up and and say these 18 lines as long as I'm paid in cash.
0: That's right. That's right. <laughs> Uh, after his, his, uh, stellar outing in American warships, he was in arrested development apparently, huh. uh, for a period of time, uh, mortal Kombat 10, he was a part of, Ugh. uh, he was a part of Chicago fire PD and justice. So apparently did his time here in, a uh, trifecta in, in the downtown area. Uh, he was a part of the Magnum PI reboot in 2018, mm. uh, part of law and order SVU and Toy Story four. Ah, and then the last credit to his filmography is something that I never thought I would see Apollo Creed in.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And quite honestly, when I first saw him, I'm like, I don't know how this is going to work because I just oh. didn't see him as a Star Wars sort of character. Yep.
1: And then it but works. By so God well.
0: Almighty, did he bring the heavy lumber to the grief carga <laughs> and just
1: Mando? They oh, oh, I hate you, Mando.
0: Do baby, do do the, crazy do the wavy, hand hands. Thing. <laughs> wavy hands. The wavy hands. I got nothing. <laughs> <laughs> that was I watched that scene last night and I was cracking up. He's like, do the wavy hands thing. And he just like waves at him. He's like, I got nothing. <laughs> so uh yeah, no, it oh, was fantastic. Wonderful thing that he got to be a part of the Star Wars universe and and a part of that that uh that, that brand and that genre that, uh, so many of us love and, uh, and did so. And, 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 you know, when you look at his character over, over the three seasons of that show, how he went from being, you know, kind of the, the bounty hunter, uh, I don't know what you, what you call him, bounty hunter dealer. You know, he seemed to have all the contracts to hand out to being this magistrate of a Mm. city where he's doing good and he's, you know, trying to help people's lives and, And uh, yeah, I I just really like what they did with his character. I mean, it was just such such, you know, just he he did such a great job and he brought this gravitas to the character and Mm. and just was he fit right in. Even though I looked at him like, how is Carl Weathers going to how is Apollo Creed going to work with Star Wars? And uh, and you know stallone said it best he's just like i saw greatness in him and mm-hmm. i didn't realize how how great he was going to be and that is exactly who he was in, in, yep. in mandalorian so uh couple of director uh highlights uh oh geez back from the 90s a, a show called renegade this was uh back uh, when we had the uh what do you call it when uh, shows are kind of like uh, like star wars our uh, star trek next generation did this they were aired on um what did they call it um the network? network not network syndicate it, it, they weren't syndicated thank you so renegade was one of those syndicated shows and apparently he he directed an episode or two of that uh the one that cracked me up was from the usa network special silk stockings if anyone grew up here in the 90s they they know silk Stockings. <laughs> hey,
1: you know I had a tv in my room <laughs> if you know you know <laughs> late night i mean <laughs> I'm uh i'm not then, proud i'm not proud that's all i'm gonna say
0: uh he, he directed other things but just other highlights hawaii, hawaii Five-O,
1: which was uh which started uh, what's her face um grace grace park yes
0: from bsg Over. yes,
1: yes. So we got a BSG uh, connection, aside from, of course, Katie Sackhoff, who we'll mention later on when we get to Mandalorian. Of course.
0: Law and Order uh, in mm-hmm. 2022, Chicago Med, and then he directed a couple episodes of The Mandalorian. So. Which, if I
1: remember right, like his episodes of The Mandalorian, the, the one or two, uh, did you do one or two? I think he only did one. Anyways, I I do remember like his episode because I think his episode was the one where they 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 had the transport and they go off the cliff and stuff. Yes, like, yeah. There was a little bit of everything in that episode, which oh. I was like, all right, that's yeah. that's good. Yeah. So
0: uh, those are some highlights from his uh, directorship. Um, let's see iconic characters. Oh, so for Apollo Creed. Yes. Let's walk through the nicknames here. Oh, please. Which which they they did a great job of doing in Rocky 4 and and Rocky says to him he's like you got enough names. He's like, yeah. "Hold on." Uh, but the Master of Disaster. <laughs> oh, yes. The King of Sting. Mm, that what, was really good. But this next one? This is the one that killed me. The Count of Monte Fisto. <laughs> I love How can
1: that. You not
0: like that name. <laughs> that is that is poetry, ladies and gentlemen. It is. That's the exact moment Rocky looks at him. He's like, you got enough nicknames? He's like, hold on.
1: Yeah.
0: Oh, hold on, Rock. Uh, the, apparently, I, I don't know when these were announced. Maybe this was in the earlier movies, but the Thane of Pain. Yes. W- was that from an earlier movie or is that from 4? Uh,
1: well, so the, in, in Rocky 1, there was a quite lengthy okay. inf- introduction. Okay. <laughs> there was
0: another one, the Dancing Destroyer.
1: Yes. Uh, and then the
0: Prince of Punch.
1: That one's good. That one's good it's not cool. it's no. no count of monte Fisto
0: no the count of monte Fisto. watch Rocky four watch the Drago match, watch the intro, you'll get it. it is phenomenal the well, that's count, that's I love the announcer he's like the count of monte Fisto yes. <laughs>
1: well and the best part is like he when he goes when he goes to like walk away from the corner, he almost forgets his mouth he's like, yo, you're forgetting something he's like, oh yeah." <laughs> Because you can't talk as well with a, with a mouthpiece no, in. No. No. Um,
0: we talked about the character of Dylan in Predator. Yes. uh And, and the, the clasp heard around the world. Dylan, you son of a... Never
1: mind. Which actually... And so, uh, of course, uh, back on February 3rd, mm-hmm. marks the breakup of the superpowers. Macho Man, Randy Savage, and, and Hulk Hogan. Oh, okay. Which was the handshake of the... Oh
0: yeah, they used to do that super over the top handshake, didn't yeah, they? Yeah, which I, which you know, which Macho Man would get a few like tongue the, the as he was going in, you'd be like, yeah,
1: you know, which is thing. Uh, disturbing. It is disturbing. Yeah. But Arnold and and Carl outdid that. Oh yeah, just yeah. with the with these standing there like muscles. <laughs> Like, you're surprised that someone's bicep just didn't burst through the skin. Like, yes. That might be an outtake.
0: I do love the uh, thing you shared with me today on Instagram where Jesse Ventura confidently and with much conviction talks about how his arms were taped bigger, taped off bigger than uh, Schwarzenegger. And then you have Schwarzenegger saying, Yeah, I kind of paid someone to tell him that. Mm-hmm. Because later on we're gonna do another uh, we we did another measurement for a bottle of champagne and my yeah. my arms are three inches bigger than his. And and my, my comment back to Uncle Todd was I wonder if Jesse Ventura like if, if there was an aftershot of him talking with <laughs> as much conviction as he was talking <laughs> beforehand, he probably was nowhere to be found after that. I got nothing to say. No interviews. Oh, no no interviews. interviews,
1: no interviews. Oh uh, goodness.
0: Um so we talked about action Jackson, Chubbs. Mm-hmm.
1: Chubbs, oh, such a
0: great... I mean, this is like five different characters that are like iconically associated with him. Like, how many people do that, you know, in a normal career? Not many. Must go home. Not Send many. him to his home. Yes, that's right. That's right. <laughs> and then we got grief carga, Mendo.
1: Oh, so they so... all hate you. All right. No, and, and the thing is, like, he didn't even say it that way. Like he said it with a smile. They all hate you, Mando. <laughs> He, he has a little glee in there, yeah, like, he's like, they all want to, want to kill us right know? now. They all want to kill you. <laughs> <laughs> isn't that great? <laughs>
0: no, actually, it isn't. Oh, my gosh. Um, you know, we kind of already talked about, I, next item I have here is his impact on the Rocky franchise and the Apollo Creed character. I think we've already kind of uh, adjudicated that. Quite yeah. A bit. I mean, um, good just God. You know, just oh. again, I, I thought it was great of Stallone to say what he said. I, I think mm-hmm. it really... You know, it was heartfelt, and uh, and you could tell he was pretty broken up about his passing. Um, mm-hmm. He was standing in front of that iconic painting from the end of Rocky III uh, when they were both in the ring, and uh, Dang. ding, ding, Dang. that's right, that's right. And I love,
1: I absolutely- You fight great, but I'm a great fighter. <laughs> I absolutely love, uh, what was it? Uh, the mouthpiece in his mouth, I love that. No, in the first Creed, when he asked- uh, Oh, when, when Adonis asks who won and, he, and we uh, finally find out. And and, and I love how that does that, that nod of like, of course he won. Yeah. He was a great one. You yeah. know, like I, I love that acknowledgement that final little tip of the hat to yep. Apollo. You know, yep. I, I always thought that was a very, cause it would have been a nice thing to be like, Oh, well, nobody won or whatever you could have, or you just didn't have to put that in. Yeah. And I'm sure that at some point, even though Sly didn't write that script, hmm I'm sure if um oh my gosh, who is the director? Rap, I um it's not Michael B. E. Jordan. Um Oh my gosh, I'm totally blanking. Anyways, fantastic director. Also directed oh, by
0: uh Coot K- Kugel? K-
1: yes, Ryan Ryan, Ryan Kugler. Yeah. Thank you. Um Ryan Kugler. Kugler. Thank you. Yeah. Um I'm sure. Mm-hmm that if Sly really had that much of a problem with it they would have been like, well, yeah. okay, fine. But I mean, that that was such a nice touch I thought from just w- with everyone involved to give that final nod to Apollo, you know? And yeah. that's and that's the that's the weight that character carries even yeah. how many years after his death in the movie franchise, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's and that and that's what really is amazing is yes, it it's, it has a ton to do with who, what's on the page. mm mm-hmm. Mhm but it's also what the actor brings to the, brings to the performance. And I was watching a, a clip of uh, Quentin Tarantino the mm-hmm. other day, uh, and, and Harvey Keitel, something he said to him on the set of Reservoir Dogs, or not the set, he, it was when they were auditioning. Was it auditioning? Might have been on the set. Basically what Harvey Keitel said, don't give a lot of help during the audition process. Mm -hmm. let the actors had the had the lines they've had the scene let's see what let them let them show you what they have yeah because if you tell them if you give them all this help you'll never see what they have thought of and Mm -hmm. are bringing to it and that could be really surprising to you yeah and it's just that idea of yeah the director has a part yeah the writer certainly has a part the actor has that that license to mm-hmm. bring and breathe life into that. yeah. And, I I mean, Apollo Creed might have been fully formed there on the page, but, I mean, damn, if you don't actually breathe life into it, yep. DOA, man. And yep. the fact that that character carries that much weight, that's a huge tribute to that guy's acting chops. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Uh, any more to say on the impact on
1: Mandalorian? Um, I think the fact that just he... There is a certain thing that happens with actors who have been around for a while that when they show up on screen, if they're good enough, it isn't like a, oh, my gosh, it's this guy. And that stays the whole time like you're mm-hmm. there. Like it's that first thing of like, oh, my gosh, it's them. Mm. But they bring a certain gravitas to a role. And it's sort of like what Alec Guinness brought to Star Wars in playing yeah. Ben Kenobi. Um it's yeah. what Anthony Hopkins brought when he was in Westworld. Like, this proper actor just gracing the screen of this thing. Like, okay, well, this has got to be kind of cool and important. Mm-hmm. You know? And, I mean, granted, I wouldn't put Carl Weathers on the same level as, you know, an Anthony Hopkins or, or whatever. But the fact that he's there and that he then is, is like, giving you 110%. Mm-hmm. Like, that would. <laughs> Carl was even in the freaking American Warships movie. Like Carl Weathers was fifth gear, man. Like he was giving you all the Carl Weathers you Give were going to get. You son of a <clears throat> Never mind. And you know, it's it, he brought a certain level of like gravitas and legitimacy to that. Yeah. And 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 I think he did a great job and like you said the character evolution was great and he he managed to really convey that throughout. Yeah. Um, And did such a great job with that. And, and, you know, apparently made a a pretty good connection with a lot of his co-stars and Katie Sackhoff had mentioned in her, you know, Instagram posts about how, you know, they had, she had become friends with him and and what an impact he had had on her and, you know, I mean, yeah, all the acting stuff is great, but then it's, it's things like that that are kind of your real legacy in life. Mm. So it's good to hear those things as well that, you know, legitimately a good dude along with a really good actor
0: yeah yeah 100 100 100 uh any other special mentions did you want to uh you know pontificate at all about semi-tough
1: i've never seen the flick i feel like i need to actually see it now because i've been teased so much about it and i've and i have kind of like granted. watching silk stockings <laughs> <laughs> i probably will have to watch it late at night with with all the shades drawn because I don't know that I, I don't, I'm not secure. In my shame. System. Yes. <laughs> shame is upon you, sir. I, I might just have you FaceTime me while I'm watching it so you can keep saying <laughs> that as I'm watching it. I don't want to be part of the debauchery that you're watching. Come on now. Well, you don't have to watch the, you don't have to watch the screen. You can just sit there and just shame. Oh, I just shame. keep shaming
0: you. Good Lord. Oh my gosh! I should just point you to the uh, shame uh, clip from uh, Game of Thrones. You can just play that over and over again. Oh my goodness! It'd be much better if you do it though. Yeah, that that would be funny.
1: Uh, but... Anything else on Sir Carl Weathers? No, I mean, it's just, it's, it's, I mean, 76. I mean, that's a, that's yeah. a, that's a, and apparently a life well lived. Yeah. Uh, judging by the, the tributes that he has, he has had and all that. Um, and I will say, still on, feels too soon though.
0: On Twitter before it became X, and then I noticed a few times, like not as much when it became X, but mm-hmm. every now and then, um, he, he always had very encouraging. Yes. Uh, things that he posted always ended them with, you know, be peace. I think this mm. was his, was his kind of, you know, his, his call, yeah, I think you know, know right. call sign sort of thing as he was exiting from uh, posting and, uh, uh, you know, just, just one of the good ones and, mm. uh, you know, never met him, but, uh, you know, never met him in person, but appreciated his contribution to the craft. And, uh, and, you know, as, as, as art, tends to do and, and movie is art, uh, you know, had, had an impact on, on my life as a up and coming young man and, and just enjoyed watching him in those movies. And, and like I said, just seeing how he embodied that, that sense of brotherhood with, with, with the Rocky Balboa character. And, and he's just always going to be a, a part of, you know, my, my life in terms of, you know, the things that I watched. And so it was, it, it was just sad to hear that he passed, you know, yeah. it's sad when you hear folks like that, who, who you enjoy their work and you enjoy reading about how, how they're, they're good people. And, yeah. uh, and so, uh, so anyways, to, uh, to Carl Weathers and I guess apropos, cause my glass is almost out. I will raise a glass and uh, thank him for, for his contributions to
1: society and to uh, the art of movie making. Salute. Salute. All right, sir. Well, what have you got for in another thing this week? Oh,
0: I got a good one for in another thing. Oh, Uncle Todd boy. is in for it. <laughs> um, over Christmas, we, uh, we like to do kind of like a family gift, and normally it's a game and something that we, we tend to uh, you know play and, and kind of figure out uh, over break together. Uh, but
1: this one... And knowing how bougie Tim is, I mean, basically what they do is they go to a, a ranch in North Dakota and they hunt human beings.
0: Uh, elk elk no, oh to. i'm sorry Elk. Oh. <laughs>
1: it's very easy to get confused <laughs> i know
0: it's it's you know they're very similar um no I, my
1: oh and I, I got that confused with the john claude van damme movie i'm sorry
0: my my wife is a voracious reader uh mm. there are local bookstores around that we like to support and she found this at one of the bookstores it's called uh poorly explained movies a game uh-huh. and so um Let me see. So, what I thought I would do to kind of showcase this game. So, so really, this game is (sighs) all. I've been embarrassed enough. (laughs) No, it's not. No points. This isn't about intelligence. It's it's just it's it's more to showcase the fun of this game. You know, as as opposed it's not about
1: intelligence because we know you ain't got none. Let's just say it out loud, all right? I'm just
0: saying, be- unlike the Star Wars game, where clearly I was the better oh, man.
1: I- oh, <laughs> Let's not even talk about the Star Wars trivia. <laughs> <laughs> I swear to you. Uncle I can't Todd even tell you how many dollars ban- I've spent in the therapy. bane in Uncle Todd's head is going to start bulging out. In my- <laughs> I can't even tell you how much money I've spent in therapy and bourbon getting over the Star <laughs> Wars trivia segment. <laughs>
0: Oh my gosh. So what I thought setback. I'd do to, to help showcase and explain this game. Oh jeez! Because basically what this is, it's all it is, is a set of cards and you just play <sighs> up to a certain point. First one to get like six or seven, right? Wins the game or something okay. like that. But it's basically um, these descriptions of movies that once you kind of hear the movie title, you're like, Oh my gosh, I should have known that sort of thing. Yeah. It's, it's just a, a very creative way of, of kind of, you know, playing a game where you're explaining movies that way so i will start off with one that uh I, I thought i'd do a couple of these just to kind of you know demonstrate the the fun of the game all right hit me all right so uh and, and you get a hint you do get oh, a hint. good um although i don't have oh this one so this <laughs> is on the the cover so i don't have the hint on this one but <laughs> I'll, I'll just read this a goose suddenly dies and it makes everyone really depressed what movie would that be top gun well done sir we actually struggled with that one for a while nicely done uh let's see a young woman gets a phone call and loses a lot of friends scream well oh my gosh maybe this is like tailor-made for uncle todd
1: this this appeals to like all of the way that my neural pathways have been miswired all these years finally it's paying off of course i made no money off of this
0: I think you'll get this one. A man who loves mixtapes hangs out with a houseplant.
1: Mixtapes and a houseplant. Um, well, it's not Little Shop of Horrors. No. There, uh. there is a hint. There is a hint. Would you like right, the hint? give me the hint on that one. In Space. In Space. Uh, oh, The Martian? Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, oh yeah. Okay. But, but okay. But one. do you see how, like, yes. do
0: you see how it has, like, it's just, it's so funny. I can't find the one for, um, unfortunately, I can't find the one for Back to the Future. That one's hysterical because it's something like, you know, Travels back in time and then something it, it works something in about him kissing his mom or something like that. It was it was just really just funny the way they worded it. I, I don't have it here, but you get the point. It's yeah. a fun fun game. Uh, I might
1: have to get that. That sounds that is fun. It. it, it I, like
0: that. I mean, I, I say it's for like teenage to adult family because mm-hmm. there are some descriptions that are a little bit beyond the kids. It's not dirty. It's not anything that would offend, but it is just, uh, it, but it is funny. And okay, one thing that we had a blast with was, uh, our younger son had taken a class, uh, his senior year in high school. Uh, it was, it was a film class. And so he watched some classic movies. And so when we got to some of the descriptions of, like, I don't remember wh- the the precise description for Casablanca, but whatever it was, he got it like right away and it just blew us all away. We're like, how did you know that? <laughs> But it just, like, it like to your point, it, like, some of them just, like, click
1: with you. Yeah. You know, you just, you get it. Well, the it. thing is, if you know that it's, like, poorly explained. Yes. yes. Then you start thinking a little outside the box. Like, when the goose, like, dies, I'm like, oh, top. Oh, okay, the go- mother- goose. Okay, yeah. But see, I was thinking
0: about, like, some, I, I wasn't thinking about, um, um, like like I wasn't in the frame of mind of like goose as the call name. I was thinking about a literal goose, and I'm yeah. just like, what the heck have I seen that would do that? Uh one, one last one. Oh, a boy. young man has a tense reunion with his birth family. Would you like the hint? Yes. In space. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Star Wars.
0: You got it. Well done, <laughs> sir. Well done. Oh, oh, here here it is. Oh my gosh, a scientist almost causes incest. <laughs> That's the Back to the Future
1: one. <laughs> That's horrible, but yet isn't that hysterical? It fits. I mean, you yeah, know, there it is.
0: Uh, yeah. here, here, all right, all
1: right. Well, one okay, last. Wait, one. we okay, we are we're yeah, hurtling one. towards like hour five now.
0: A marine learns to appreciate nature
1: while on a mission. <laughs> Isn't that Predator? Uh, it is not. Oh no, it would be probably Avatar. You got it. Well yeah.
0: done. <laughs> well done, sir. I
1: was thinking you were trying to tie it into the show. Very nice. Because the mud, you know the the mud being nature. Yes, you know that is true. That is true all right well anyways
0: that is my end another thing do check it out uh it is poorly poorly explained game oh my god poorly explained (laughs) movies a game
1: poorly explained other things by
0: tim Tim. (laughs) you son of a never mind (laughs) but if you come across it it it's not an expensive game. Get it, check it out. It is a lot of fun. Um we actually I was on the phone with my parents and we read them a few of them. They got a huge kick out of it. It it's
1: just it, it is just really fun to play with family. So do check it out. Right on. What is what is your and another thing so? Uh my and another thing is uh comes by way of Kalen, uh my daughter, uh because uh, she is to <laughs> to say that she's a fan of Rick Reardon is uh an understatement. Um and of course Percy Jackson and all of those books, nice. um, she is a huge fan. And much like a lot of Percy Jackson fans, uh, and I would argue rightly so, derides the movie version of the books. Mm-hmm. as, as uh, Akin to heresy, shall we say. Um, so when there was announced that uh, Percy Jackson would be coming to Disney Plus in a series with Rick Reardon being prominently involved and it was going to be done correctly, uh, I was very excited. Uh, so we have watched through uh, this first season, which I guess covers the first book in the series. I've never read the books. Uh, I'm just going on everything I've been told, and and I, even I watching the watching the movies like this kind is terrible. Um, however, uh, the 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 most recent the 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 series the season sorry not series season finale aired this past week, and uh, unfortunately. You know, Kalen watched it before we did. So I still have not seen the season, the season finale. Oh, wow. Um, I might do that after this uh, if I don't go back and rewatch uh, the Rocky Sucks chance. I don't know. It, it's, it's up for debate. Um, anyways, uh, it's really well done. And uh, I was in a weird sort of way, two, two kind of notes on this. I was it, from two completely opposite directions. Um, there's a podcast called Script Notes mm. with uh, John August and Craig Mazin. Uh, Craig Mazin being the uh, the guy who's behind the Chernobyl miniseries um, and also Charlie's Angels full throttle just to balance the scales there hmm. um, and they talk about a lot of screenwriting things so it's always kind of a thing that I like to buzz through at like one and a half speed uh, while you know I'm on exercise bike or something but they mentioned this the Percy Jackson series and how well the young actors involved and the, the performances that they gave because mm-hmm. both of them agreed having worked with young actors before it's really hard to get a good nuanced performance from young actors because i mean let's face it like that nuance comes from experience yeah you know whether it's wrestling actors musicians whatever a lot of that comes from just trial and error over and over and when you're a young actor it's kind of tough to get that experience yeah um but really, both of them very complimentary of the performances by the actors. Um, and I would agree. I, I think they, they did a great job in the series. And, and I think the effects were really good. I think the storytelling was really good, uh, according to Kalen. Uh, it was very true to the books, mm-hmm. um, which, of course, if Rick Reardon is involved, heavily involved in it, it that would make sense. And features uh, Adam Copeland cast oh. as Ares, the God of War. Um, and he did a, he did a really good job. You think you know me? It, <laughs> sat, I would have. What was it? I when we were talking about that, there was a, there was actually one line that uh, that one of the characters said, and I, I we watched the episode with mm. Edge in it. I'm sorry, Adam. Uh, cope. Cope. Gotta go with the cope. Um. And I, I actually rewound it afterwards and, mm. and, and everyone, and my daughter and my wife were both like, what are you doing? I'm like, I just want to check something. And it was like, you, the, 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 the line was very close to you think you know me, <laughs> but it wasn't quite. And I was like, oh my gosh, that would have been such like a wrestling nerd Easter egg. Yes. But at the same time, I'm like, I'm sure that people writing this show are like, we really don't care about that sort of thing. Mm hmm. And Edge is probably just sort of like, yeah, me neither. Please don't do that. <laughs> like I, I, I really yeah. kind of want this to be a thing I do after I finish beating myself up for fun and profit, That's you know. Funny. Um, but no, it's it's really good, and uh, it's on Disney Plus. So go ahead and stream it. Uh, and it's a really fun, well done show. Like it, it's mm. it's 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 just a fun show, and I, you know, uh, and apparently according to my daughter, uh, very true to the book. So if nice. You, have children who have enjoyed those books, or if you've enjoyed those books, uh, apparently you won't be pulling your hair out and swearing at your TV. So that's always a good thing. <laughs> nice. Uh, well, ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much. We've come to the end of another show, and uh, we appreciate you uh, hanging out here with us for uh, this interminable length of time. Where, I'm sure, no, it's been fun. I'm sure you, you've enjoyed every single second of it. It's been magic. In magic. magic. Yeah, sure, sure. sure, sure. Um, but uh, thank you all to the members of the Free Range EDC Congregation. If you are unfamiliar with what the Free Range EDC Congregation is, well, uh, we like to think of ourselves as the nicer cult. Um, essentially, basically, all you have to do is subscribe to the podcast, and you're a member of the Free Range EDC Congregation. Uh, there's no collection plate. In fact, we go in the hole every year doing this show, that which is weird. very on-brand for idiots and very frustrating and to the shame of our families. Okay, that, was, that actually wasn't so bad. I could deal with that. It's really, the, it's the lashing that I <laughs> trouble with. Um, but anyways, enough about my personal life. Um, but uh, if you'd like to become a member of the Free Range EDC congregation, what you can... <laughs> just put a straw in that. My gosh. You know what would be great is just one episode where you had like a, a crazy straw. <laughs> or better yet, have one of those set up like a gerbil bottle. <laughs> oh, could do that. Like the little thing, and then just off screen, be like, "You like?
0: Let's test how good this uh, this cork is." No, never mind. Now. Oh boy, let's not do that.
1: If you'd like to become a member of the Free Range ADC congregation, all you gotta do is subscribe to the podcast, which is very easy. You go to FreeRangeADC.com and you can subscribe right there through the Podbean app. You can download individual episodes. You can download them all. Like I said, you can subscribe. If you say to yourself, I've got enough apps in my life. I don't need no more unless they're mozzarella sticks. uh, What you do then is you go and you go to the podcast purveyor of your choice. Search for Free Range ADC and we will be there. Uh, We're on Apple Podcasts. We're on Spotify. We're on Pandora. We're on whatever the hell Amazon calls its poorly branded podcast service. We're on Google Podcasts. We're on Samsung Podcasts, which is a thing I didn't know about. We're also on a bunch of others, so go ahead and search for us and find us there. If you can't find us anywhere else, then guess what? You can find us on YouTube. We are now in live living color on YouTube. These pretty faces. Uh, No. (laughs) I felt like... I thought maybe we should pixelate, but... But you know what? It wouldn't get any better. Or, uh, so or, or we should wear the luchador masks the oh, entirety of the show. That'd be great. And just sweating. Just oh, sweating like oh. madmen under those. Basically. Um, uh, there's a reason why you don't see a whole lot of luchadors with beards. You know, <laughs> a lot of chafing. A lot of chafing yes. um, so you can find us on the social medias we are on Instagram we are on Facebook like I said we're on YouTube all of those are at Free Range Idiocy so be sure to uh, to like and subscribe and all of those fun things uh, you can also send us suggestions ladies and gentlemen yes we are foolish enough to ask the internet to send us things uh, if you have any ideas thoughts comments uh, ideas for shows send them to Tim at Free range and he will get back to you ASAP uh, PDQ uh, forthwith, if not sooner. And now, ladies and gentlemen, it's time for me to stop flapping my gums and to which there is a hallelujah from the congregation, uh, but not before I ask the second most important question in all of human history. The first, of course, being I mean, what is hip? Tower power represent. Um, second, of course, being what the hell did we learn this show? We have learned the following, my friend. Ah, uh, good, a list.
0: Uh, we have learned uh, that uh, the man they call Tim, a little bougie on the weekends. A little. Yeah. A little. No argument from Uncle Todd on that one. Uh, we, we do yeah. want to acknowledge and wish Uncle Todd a very happy birthday, even though it is a day after the fact. But, uh, Just a- hey, hey, that's it. Indeed, Stevie, there it is. Uh, we've also learned that uh, Cody Rhodes has been done wrong, and uh, at this point, uh, any sort of vitriol you can channel toward the Rock is uh, 100% in the right and necessary in order to uh, right this ship. Let's get Let WrestleMania. That's right. He is. We need to get WrestleMania 40 back to Cody versus Roman. Let's finish the story the proper way. And uh, if any indication, uh, Monday, oh, Monday. hang on a second.
1: Oh. Yeah There Here it is. is. Here we have Sheiky joining us. <laughs> you coming in just at the end of the show. Any anything you just so you know, Any words my my suggestion to our listeners was to watch the Percy Jackson series. It was see oh that's
0: Dad does listen to me.
1: <laughs> oh, thank you. There I appreciate goes. that. Are uh, you going to bed now? Okay, because we're almost done with the show, so I'll be done making noise. She falls asleep to our show. It's it's her white noise. (laughs) There's a ringing endorsement right there. Free range, EDC, putting teenagers to sleep. If you need something to get you to bed, listen to us. I mean, I can't argue. Good night. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, there is the Kalen portion of the show. Hope you enjoyed it.
0: (laughs) I I was rambling on about Cody Rhodes or something like that. But nonetheless, we have also learned uh, the Rock. Mm, He's healing up a little bit here, Rock. Come on now. He is. He is. Uh, And uh, as we've talked about for the majority of the show, we we, uh, remember, we honor, we appreciate the contributions of one Carl Weathers and uh, just uh, he will be missed. It, it was a sad yeah. loss, but uh, we appreciate uh, what we were able to get uh, from him in terms of, of his acting, his uh, what what he brought to Rocky, what he brought to Star Wars and so many other uh, TV shows and movies. And, uh, what a prolific. Movie, uh, so just want to raise a glass again to Carl Weathers. We, we salute, we honor, and we thank Paulo Creed. Uh, for being a part of that damn monster. With all that being said, uh, Uncle Todd has summed it up well. Thank you for the listenership, and uh, we like to close things out. Uh, Be safe, be healthy, be kind, be good to one another. (laughs) Don't put the watch up. This is all normal boilerplate, baby. Come on now. Uh, As we like to close things out, you don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. The range is closing up. Thank you. Good night. Farewell. And, uh, Dylan, you son of a... It's like I took the wrong week to quit drinking. I beg your pardon. What did you say? Damn! You're such a disappointing pair. I prayed so hard for you.
1: <laughs>
0: Get out. And don't come back until you reach yourselves.
1: So say, we all. so say we all. Again, you you give me crap for this, but I'm gonna I'm gonna start giving you the what after a while. Ending. I don't know <laughs> what you want.
0: What am I supposed to say? Goodbye. Yes. Got it? After yes. I finish everything we've learned, I just say goodbye. That's all. No, come yep. on. We need a little flair. We need a little more than that. Do you know who
1: I am? You, <laughs> <laughs> you need to do the Bubba Ray Dudley thing back when he was an ECW. <laughs> do the stirring. Bah, 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 bah. I... Thank you and have
0: a good evening. Thank you. <laughs> good night. Now <laughs> so get the hell out of here.
1: Let me talk to you.